You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Vikings postcast. I am your host, your pal, Nikita Gabdapenafas. My name is Luke. We're on here with Sam Ekstrom, doing what we do every week after what is becoming quite the tradition of the Vikings winning on Sundays. Six and one now. They haven't started this well since 09-98. It's starting to get serious, Sam. You know the question. Same thing every time. What's the headline? A lot of different people got to wear the hero cape today. Kirk Cousins with a mind-boggling 17-yard run. You get touchdowns from Madison, Munt, and Osborne, who had relatively quiet games, but they found the end zone. Dalvin goes for 111. Jefferson goes for 98, makes a highlight reel catch. On defense, Jordan Hicks with a big tackle on fourth and four. Patrick Peterson had a monster game. Zadarius Smith probably going to get the lion's share of the credit from this one. He was enormous um, with the pass rush, three sacks. Um, Playing through so, a bad knee, too. Got uh, yeah. That game had to come out. Yeah, re-aggravated the knee that he had earlier in the season. He confirmed that after the game. But I, I think you can kind of spread the love in this one. Special teams comes up with a big fumble recovery on a punt. Mm-hmm. So this was a, a fairly well-rounded Vikings win. Still not pretty, Luke Braun, but none of them are at this point. And when you're 6-1, and one, it's hard to argue with the results. Yeah, this one felt real. And there are mistakes, and they're, you know, they're, they're not going to be 98 Vikings coming out, beat everybody by 30, and you can't find a flaw in anything. There are mistakes, mm-hmm. and there's stuff you can look at. we got to talk totally. about Ed Ingram, problems with the kicker. There was stuff like that. Um, but if you look at like the win probability graph, it was on the Vikings side almost the entire game, except for that very quick moment when the Cardinals were leading. Um, this win feels real. It feels like, yeah, they outplayed a team and they beat them. Um, and by outplayed, that means the Cardinals made more mistakes than the Vikings made. The Vikings made more plays than the Cardinals made. I sound like Mike Zimmer right now, but like that's how games go. Um, you know, it's, it's not always just pounding someone over and over and getting that, like, you know, moving the ball down the field and getting these nice, clean drives all the time. This is the NFL. They're going to make plays, too. They get paid, too. Um, but there's still some stuff to talk about. It just it feels like, yeah, okay, Vikings were the better team by about eight points, and they won by about eight points. It all feels appropriate, and they felt like a team that, okay, this team should be in the playoffs. Yeah, the offense, very opportunistic, five of five in the red zone. They didn't require mm-hmm. an improbable late-game comeback. They didn't have a long period of time where they just disappeared. Um, don't love the three and outs at the end, but that's a nitpick. The defense yeah. came up with big play after big play. And, yes, they allowed, you know, the, the one where Rondale Moore gets loose, you don't want to see that. That aside, it felt like a, a, a really nice defensive game where the secondary actually made some plays. They weren't just surrendering every yard. The pass yeah, rush sure. was there. And special teams came up big except for Greg Joseph again. So you, you like all three phases, something about that game. And I came into this saying that the Cardinals were – sneaky dangerous they are a super flawed team i still Mm -hmm. felt like they were more threatening than the dolphins with the backup the saints with the backup the lions or the bears like this was going to be a bigger test and the vikings come through and and i won't say it was a comfortable win 
but a win that you can you can feel a little prouder of, I think, than the previous four, which were of the clunker variety. <laughs> Clunk, clunky wins. Um, there, there's so much to get into with this, and of course, I'll get into it a lot deeper on the Lockdown Vikings podcast. We'll talk about it on the Minnesota football party and all of that stuff. But I agree, yeah. The Cardinals, like, they don't feel like a total forgettable team like they still feel like a team that they're underachieving I guess would be the way that I I would put them and an underachieving team can figure it out string a few wins together and find a way into the wild card um and beating that team I think yeah it feels better than beating like the Bears and wait we had we lost an 18 point lead to the Bears like there's (laughs) there's nothing like that here and I think that's huge coming out of the bye we can pretty comfortably say the Vikings came out of the bye a lot better than they went in I can. I feel like I can say that pretty comfortably. Do you think you can say that? Yeah, I felt like you know the things that they talked about during the week, like early down efficiency, they were a lot better. Early on in that mm-hmm. game, they were converting third downs because they were more manageable, and uh, and I felt like the defense was just more active in general. Even though the final number given up twenty six is higher than they've generally given up this year, and it might be the highest they've given up this year, but it still felt like there was more meat on the bone there. Right, the bottom line doesn't always reflect how you got there. So mm-hmm. I think you're right about that. Now, you do worry about the health regression, right? We talked about that because right. they've had That's incredible the injury thing. luck. And today it's Zedaria Smith with a tweak of something pre-existing. Adam Thielen with a tweak of something pre-existing. Careful Those might linger all year. Uh, yeah, I know. That's taboo in, <laughs> so, in Vikings country. Yeah. And then Dalvin Tomlinson out with a calf. So you don't you, you do get nervous about that kind of thing. And if you, you do start losing bodies, key starters, what that would do to, uh, to the depth of this roster. But we uh, will find out more on Wednesday with the injury report. Yeah, and we'll find out how people practice. And there's a couple MRIs going on with Dalvin Tomlinson and Irv Smith. So information yet to come. We'll keep an eye on all of that. There's another thing I want to talk about. Um, one of the, the things that I, I – one of the biggest glaring problems in the Vikings right now really reared its ugly head in around the third quarter of this game, Ed Ingram had one of the worst mm-hmm. guard games I've ever seen. And I saw his game against Miami. And, like, we've been watching Dakota Dozier and Drew Samia and, I mean, name your whoever, right? Holy Udo's, Holy Udo last year. Um, that belongs in the upper echelons of, of bad stretches of play. I mean, he was just getting his butt kicked. I don't know what to do with Ed Ingram at this point. Benching him for who? Chris Reed, who they don't even mm-hmm. dress on game days. Oli Udo, who I just <laughs> – we've got problems with him too for holding and all that stuff. And who yeah. knows what's going on off field. Um, like, I don't know what to do about Ed Ingram. And when he and Bradbury are tasked with putting together – or with, with picking up a stunt, it is just a recipe for disaster – and it feels like something that, okay, this needs to get figured out by the time you get into the postseason because that is what sinks your season. Yeah, when you see J.J. Watt sort of targeting that particular player and beating him over and over again, you know, there's clearly intention on the Cardinals' part to attack that yeah. weakness. And that's what they did. You know, there was a tripping call. There was um, some really bad whiffs where Kirk Cousins and, and I, one of them leading to a turnover which could have been devastating in this game. Um, I would not be opposed at all to making a move at right guard. Not when you're 6-1, and one, not when you have aspirations that are getting higher by the week. Ed Ingram was tied for the most guard pressures allowed going into this week. Probably will be leading 
coming out of the week. And seven games into the season, he has had some bright spots. Um, but he's also got a long time to develop, and it doesn't need to be right. in the heat of battle. Um, you are allowed to make a move. This team's been hesitant to do that with the previous regime midseason. I never really understood why, maybe because they didn't have options. But they do have options yeah. here. It was... They have veteran options. They, they, these aren't flyers. that they're, like, they're not putting Kyle Hinton in there. We're talking about Chris Reed, who has a good track record. I don't know as much about Austin Schlotman, um, but he had a good preseason. Yeah. So I would, I would consider playing that card. Um, maybe give him one more strike. He's on thin ice, I would say, at this point. But that's two in a row, uh, to use that clunker word again, for Ed Ingram. And, and I think the way I would approach it is let's start battling in the week. You know, let's, let's give Chris Reed a practice. Let's see how it's seen. Or give him, you know, a, a drill. Give him one 11-on-11 11 11 period. See how he does. See how it feels. You know, is, is this going to be a catastrophe? And, and if, you know, the communication's all wrong and it, you just have to keep the chemistry together, sure, back off it. But I think you got to try. And we might not even see that. That might be something they do privately. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vikings win by eight and the over hits. So the Vikings both win cover and hit the over ultimately, like you said, five of five in the red zone, five touchdowns in this game. It's a good offensive day. You can find lines and stuff like that at bet online bet online is your one stop shop for all things, sports betting. You can find, um, odds and lines on NFL games. You can find things like, uh, prop bets and all that stuff you can find any other game not just football of course you can find basketball baseball hockey all in season for the men's side of those um you can find the you you can find anything on there even bet right in the middle of games or build out weird parlays i know y'all like to do that that is at betonline.net where the game starts so talked about the injuries and stuff i i I want to talk about the other side of this because we saw like J.J. Watt really picked on Ed Ingram. And we, did that. we did the same thing to them with Zadarius Smith and Billy Price, backup center in. They had a lot of backup O-line in, and we really preyed on that. And I think when we go back to the film, what I'm going to see that I'm going to like it because I think I saw it live, but I want to check on it, is the way that they structured their four-man rushes was so good at getting Zadarius Smith one-on-one with a guy who should not be on the field. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, two starters down for Arizona. Minnesota recognized that. Minnesota picked it apart. Um, I still, and I'll start with the negative. I still don't know why I don't see more of Daniil Hunter, and I need to dig into that more. And I know I that think there's... everybody got a gift from Daniil Hunter this time. I think everybody got a, a gift from Hunter. I mean, he had some, some knockdowns. He had some pressures that other people cleaned up. Yep. I think Daniil Hunter had a lot more impact than what's going to show up on a stat sheet. Well, that, that, that's and, and I, I know you watch it closely, so I, I'll take your word on that. Um, people are going to start, you know, getting upset about the lack of production. And I think the Vikings sure. keep insisting that he's, he's closing in. You know, there's a lot of focus on him. Um, he's still the same guy. And I think people want to see that come to fruition. But it's Darius Smith that gets all the love today with the calf rope celebration, which was awesome. And Jared Allen apparently showed him how to do this week um, when he was at the team facility. Um, and, you know, you, you saw some decent stuff, too, from DJ Wanham and Patrick Jones. Like, I know they're not at the level of a, a Zedaria Smith or Daniil Hunter, but they do pop up one or two times a game on film where they make a great play in the run game um, or they do finish off a pressure. I, I feel like there have been some at least moderate strides in the depth pieces as well. And, hey, guess who forced 
the interception, the first interception by Kyler. Kiris, I hope I'm saying that right, Tonga. Tonga time. That was awesome. It's Tonga time. (laughs) I also want to talk about, we're kind of flipping back and forth here, I want to talk about the run game because that was, I think, where the Vikings won this game on the whole. They jammed it down the Cardinals' throat. I mean, it was absolutely out-physicaled, out-muscled, got push up front. And on defense, did a pretty good job until Dalvin Tomlinson went out, did a pretty good job of um, keeping them from getting a push on their own. I thought the Cardinals would be able to run the ball on the Vikings. I was super wrong. But on the other side, it was even more impressive. Dalvin Cook, 20 carries for 111. Alexander Madison, five carries for 40. Averaging eight a pop on Alexander Madison carries and 22 yards for Kirk, because why not? (laughs) They were running on him. And I I know some of that Kirk Cousins stuff was, um, or that was on scrambles, but like still, the the gaps were there and the angles were there. And I think Dalvin Cook himself had a lot of say on like reading that properly, but also making guys miss in the second level and all that stuff, like really maximizing. And then, of course, Alexander Madison on that touchdown, bowling through a guy. The, the run game was humming, especially on zone. This is what we saw last year against the Cardinals. Different scheme, same result, where Dalvin just plowed his way through that team last year in yeah. defeat last year, this year in victory. Um, I felt like the bye week did him well. I felt like he came out looking a little bit sharper, a little bit quicker to cut, a little more difficult to take down, and particularly on the play where Garrett Bradbury got the taunting call. Dalvin Cook finishing that run with authority, barreling over, I believe it was Buda Baker, um, which we haven't seen a lot of from Dalvin. I think he's been conscious of the shoulder. He's been trying to be too intentional about how he's landing. And today I felt like he played a little more liberated. And that's big. And you know what? They're they're doing a good job managing his workload, too. Um, He hasn't had more than 20 carries in the game all year. And I think that's about right for his health and track record. I think I like that they're keeping that capped around 20. Yeah, and Alexander Madison enables that too because you can't just give your run plays away to some running back that doesn't know what they're doing. And Madison has had a good season as that reserve running back. Um, there's a lot more to like than there is to dislike. We could even talk. Somebody in the chat uh, said, you know, it's a time for the kicker conversation. We're live here, by the way, at the Locked On Minnesota Sports YouTube channel. You can find us after the uh, after the pressers every game. Um, but I guess let's quick talk about that. Greg Joseph, how many extra points has he missed now? Is that three on the year that he has missed? Plus, he still can't make something from over 50 yards. Although, I think it's time. Like, they got to stop kicking these 56-yarders. He, he doesn't have it. <laughs> He's got to go solo. It gets blocked. Like, he, yeah, there's a trajectory problem here, right? Like, it, and yeah. it's... I think that you can judge the quality of the misses. Like if he were getting these up in the air and missing by a couple of feet, that feels different than what's happening, which is either a dramatic push or right into the line. Um, And it is a little strange because we were out there at training camp. We saw him make everything. So it's clearly in him. But this was my concern with Greg Joseph from the start was that he does this like he, he has not been a consistent kicker for a whole year ever in the National Football League. And while I think his leg is better this year, clearly there's something mechanical going on. And last year, he didn't really show the ability to fix his technical issues in season. He pushed everything to the right. And this year he's, you know, something's in his head in these longer kicks. And I think it's the way it's coming off his foot. Um, you are right. 
they're asking him to kick a lot of long field goals. That's not entirely fair to bury him over that. The, the extra point is almost more concerning when that's a pretty big extra point in the football game, and it made this way more interesting than it needed to be. Yeah, five of his field goals of his total, um, trying to find, yeah, five of 13 have been over 50 yards. That's like insane. And it's also sort of just a factor of luck. It's just where drives happen to be ending up, field position, all that goes into it, all stuff that, that Greg Joseph doesn't have control over. So I don't, I think I'm with you. I don't think it's time to start looking at kickers or anything because I don't think that the process leading to this problem, like you got to solve the problem, but I don't think the process leading to this problem is so innate to Greg Joseph that the only uh, recourse is to replace him with a free agent. Um, Look, you can find a lot more discussion about this Arizona Cardinals game on the Minnesota Football Party right here on the Locked On Minnesota Sports feed, uh, starring me and Sam, Luke Inman, Arif Hassan. Uh, some fun stuff planned for Monday. We're going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find Locked On Vikings podcast daily show. You, you might be listening to this on the Locked On Vikings podcast feed, but you can always find that on the audio feed. And, of course, I'm on YouTube as well. Over there for Sam Ekstrom, I am Luke Braun. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Locked On Vikings postcast. Your Vikings are 6-1. and one. Drink it in, baby. <laughs>